Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. Years ago, I read a book where the author described a study that made a compelling case for writing down your goals. The study was said to have taken place in 1979 where members of Harvard's graduating MBA class were asked whether they had A, set any specific goals, B, written those goals down, and C, come up with plans for how to accomplish them. It turns out that 84% had no specific goals, 13% had goals but hadn't written them down, and only 3% had specific written goals and plans for how to achieve them. Ten years later, the researchers followed up with the participants to see how they were doing, and they found that the 13% of participants who had goals were earning twice as much as the 84% who had no goals, and the 3% with written goals and plans to achieve them were earning 10 times as much as the other 97% combined. This is a pretty remarkable finding, except that this study doesn't actually exist. No such study ever took place at Harvard, or at Yale for that matter, because the same findings are often referenced in an equally fictitious 1953 Yale study. So when it comes to setting goals for the year ahead, how important is it to commit our goals to paper and come up with plans for how we're going to get there? When Gail Matthews, a psychologist and faculty member at Dominican University, discovered that the Harvard goal study was a myth, she was curious to see what might happen if she ran a similar study to collect data of her own. She recruited 267 participants, representing professionals across a range of different professions, and randomly assigned them to one of five groups. Participants in Group 1 were asked to think about some goals that they'd like to accomplish over the next four weeks. Group 2 was asked to write down their goals. Group 3 was asked to write down their goals and also come up with some actions to commit to that would help them get closer to their goals. Group 4 was asked to write down their goals, come up with action commitments, and also send these to a friend. And Group 5 was asked to write down their goals, come up with action commitments, send these to a friend, and also send their friend weekly updates on their progress. So which group achieved the most? After four weeks, Matthews checked in with the participants to find out how they were progressing towards their goals. And what did she find? Well, the participants' progress was measured in two ways. They were asked to rate their progress and also report on the degree to which they actually achieved their goals. And ultimately, there are a couple helpful things that we can take away from the data that she collected. Thing number one, 
are written goals actually better? Well, in terms of written versus non-written goals, the group that wrote down their goals did achieve more than the group that didn't write down their goals. So when planning out your goals for the coming year, writing them down does sound like the way to go. Thing number two, does accountability help? So one group achieved more in the four-week span than any other group, specifically group five. This is a group where participants not only wrote down their goals and came up with action plans, but also sent a friend their goals and action plans and continued to share weekly progress updates. As you might recall, group four participants shared their goals and action plans with an accountability buddy too, and this did lead to decent results. But that extra step of providing weekly updates seems to boost success even further. So as you make plans for the coming year, consider including an accountability or practice buddy in your practice routine. Chat with them about your goals and your action plans, and ask if you could send them regular progress updates as well. It's not clear how often you would have to send updates, and it probably depends on the situation, but you could always start with a week or two and then adjust from there. A couple caveats to keep in mind. I don't believe the results of this study were published, and the available summary leaves out some details that probably would have been included in the published version. One thing to note is that the study took place over a span of four weeks, which isn't an especially long period of time. So it's not clear how the findings might apply to more ambitious or long-term goals, like training for a marathon, preparing for a recital, or developing your sight reading skills, which would require a lot more endurance and committed action over time. Also, only 149 out of the original 267 participants completed the study, and it's not clear from the summary what happened to the dropouts. If some of these participants dropped out because they didn't follow through on their goals, for instance, this would of course potentially affect the results of the study as well. There is tons of research on goal setting, and it's easy to get lost in all the details, but based on the results of today's study, it seems like a good place to start is 1. Write down some goals for the months ahead. 2. Come up with some action plans to help you get closer. 3. Ask a friend if you could send them your goals and action plan. And number 4. Continue to send them regular updates on your progress. You can find links to this week's study and other related practice hacks at bulletproofmusician.com slash blog. If you found this episode helpful, please do share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think would also enjoy experimenting with it during the coming week. And if you'd like to explore this sort of thing in more depth, whether it be to get more out of your daily practice or to get better at managing performance pressure and shrinking that gap between what you can do in the practice room and what comes out on stage, you can learn more about the live and self-paced courses that are available at bulletproofmusician.com courses.